Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Method Meets Magic. With me, Dan Mangella, my illustrious magical co-host. Jeff Bubbaco. Hey guys. <laughs> and our delightful guest, moderator stroke MC stroke all round groovy chick, M. How you doing, Em? What's up? <laughs> it's been a few weeks since we've had you on the show. We have missed you. I have missed you guys so much. Well, you're here today, and that's what matters. All of you tuning in, wow, it's been a road, it's been an adventure, it's been a journey. We have been on a nine-week, explosive, expressive, transformational journey from one place to the other, <laughs> exploring the three phases, the three areas, nay, the three parts of self that must be in alignment in order to have anything that you want to see in your life. Those namely being your energy, your mindset and your actions. We've had Jess and I sharing our thoughts and views. We've had three amazing guests. We had Daniel Fox talking about moving energy. We had Alex Agresta, the purposeful, the purpose, pur how do you say purpose that? Purpose pioneer, she's the purpose pioneer. But there's something about entrepreneur, like she merged two words together. Purposepreneur, purposepreneur. Purposepreneur. She's a purposepreneur. Purposepreneur, which was amazing. And of course, we had Mr. James William himself on last week giving us, I was in awe last week. I spent a lot of last week very silent, just learning lots of wonderful stuff. Amazing. And Em, you've, you've, you've shepherded us through two so far. Q&A sessions and, and you're here to, to shepherd us again. We look forward to seeing what you have for us. Jess, I love it. does everybody hey. that's listening know that it was Jess's birthday on Friday? It was Jess's birthday on Friday. It was my birthday on Friday. It was your birthday. And also your mum's and your grandmother's birthdays. I know, magical, just straight up magic. Three states of alignment. Yes. Okay? Three generations of alignment. And I just want to put this out there. My grandmother was born and lived in the hills of Italy where there was like, you know, barely, they barely had running water. So it wasn't really like planned. Like, let's really think about this. And like, they were like, just in like straight up world war, post world war two survival. So, um, so it's pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. Em, what have you been doing in the three or four weeks since we've got to hear your dulcet tones here on the show? Oh, I've had some major magic in my own life going on. Mm. Do you want to share developing, any magic? Developing and implementing um, a project. I've been working with my partner and my very best friend on um, creating our purpose for this world and getting ready to share it with the world. So well, it has been an amazing three weeks. Well, how far off are you from getting ready to tell us more about that? Um, I would say a week. Okay, well, once you're ready, then uh, I'm sure Jess and I would love to find a slot to get you back on the show to talk about that stuff, everybody. Boo, yeah. Boo, yeah. Everybody Boo. listening. <laughs> Are you ready to round off this nine-week series? Ready to hear some questions that Jess and I are going to bat back and forth on action? Of course you are, because you were born ready. Nay, you incarnated ready. And Jess and I are also ready. <laughs> M, we give the floor to you. What have you got first for us, love? Okay, so um, guys, I was, you know, I love listening to um, every week, all your, all, all, everything that you guys do. So I was kind of having trouble thinking of questions for you, to be honest <laughs> this week, because you guys cover so much. And the, and the guests that you have on cover so much. So it was like, I would think of something. And then, of course, 
someone would say an answer. <laughs> Along, you know, I did I did come up with a few questions, but I also just wrote down some topics that maybe I can throw your way and and Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So, first question is for both of you, actually, because I'm all about you know, being real and authentic and, you know, what's one thing that you guys both, what's one area you both would say you quote unquote struggle with in your own lives? And what do you guys do to implement that? Jess, you look very this. excited. I would like you to, to go first. You we're look very excited to do so. So we're all on this video call. So I just <laughs> like literally threw my hands up in the air sometimes. Uh, so awesome this is an awesome question em because this literally just came up this morning and so i'm really grateful for you asking this question okay so in taking so we talked about these three steps of alignment right we've talked about energy like getting your energy in alignment so the you know feeling excited or happy like whatever the emotion is that goes along with um the desired outcome that you want to have in your life we've talked about thoughts aligning your thoughts with that and then we talked about action, taking action towards what you desire. There's something that um, I've been thinking about. I actually wanted to talk about on the show because it came up for me this morning is around um, boundaries and um, yeah, boundaries and expectations. So something that I've noticed for myself in my own personal relationships is that there's been times in my life and Dan, you and I have talked about this at length. I feel like from our, in our personal friendship around, um, you know, what is it that we allow into our lives? What are the, like, what types of people do we allow into our lives? Um, who do we want to be surrounded by? And so, especially in the realm of um, friendships, you know, it's become kind of second nature where it's almost like I can tell, you know, these are the things that are important. These are my boundaries in my relationships. Integrity. I want to make sure that, you know, I say I'm going to do something, I actually do it. That's embedded within my friendships. Um, you know, if it's mutual respect, whatever that looks like. If it's telling somebody, hey, it's really important to my birthday is really important to me. And you reaching out and just saying, hey, happy birthday, because you're close friendship, whatever it is. That's something that's important to me because I like to share that energy with the people that I'm with. It's a day that I get to express gratitude to my friends. I get to share in love. So sharing in that with you is important to me. So somewhere that I have struggled that is coming into my awareness now is this idea of really naming what my own boundaries are within friendships, within relationships, with clients, what my expectations are, and then expressing it to them so that they are clear and they know what I expect. It's kind of like when I worked as a speech pathologist, when I worked with, um, with kiddos, it was always, here's the rules, here's the expectations. They're laid out, whether we write them out, we write a visual chart so that they can see pictures because they can't read it, whatever it is. And then when the expectation or the boundary is crossed, you know, there's, we, we talk about it. We talk about, you know, why it's a problem or how to deal with that situation, whatever. So a place for me that I'm currently working on is actually getting really clear around what my boundaries and expectations are for my life because I know what I want to feel. I know what the desired outcome is, but it's more challenging for me to be able to clearly communicate to someone, Hey, this, these are the three things that were 
you know, my boundaries, they got crossed and let's have a loving, compassionate conversation around it. So that's where my current personal work is. Ooh, I like that. And we have, we have spoken about that quite about a fair bit. And I think it's really, really, I love this because this is an opportunity to be openly vulnerable. And one of the things I love most about this question is that we are being offered the opportunity to dispel the myth that people doing this type of work are perfect. And in doing so, give people listening to this show the opportunity to be gentle with themselves on their journey to being the greatest version of themselves in that the journey starts somewhere. And as I always say, and Emma will recognize this from the podcast too, if you're only 15 years old, you've spent 15 years learning to be the person you are today. Give yourself time so long as you're subject to the illusion of time to make your way to being the person that you want to be. And along the way, acknowledge, honor, and then work on those parts of yourself that you want to see expanded into a better, more, or when I say better, a more optimal, a better serving version of a part of your life. And um, yeah, setting boundaries, I think is a really groovy one. Me personally, I'm having some esoteric challenges right now um and i think a couple of things that have come up for me in that is that i mean my old, whole journey with the whole spiritual practice thing is like a couple of years old before then i was into energy from an angle i was into personal development um i've always been to goal setting visualization but from a deeply spiritual perspective i've not really been into it the meditation thing i struggled when it was offered to me sort of 15 16 years ago i, I struggled with it I kind of knocked it on the head and left it until I kind of came to it a couple of years ago. And now I love it as a part of my daily practice. Um, Kundalini yoga has been in my life now for about six months. And I, I, I practice that and I work with a private teacher whose birthday it was yesterday. So happy birthday to you. Dawn. You are the best. Um, but one thing that came up when I was dealing with getting leverage over myself to maintain a discipline and integrity to my daily spiritual practice is that it hasn't quite settled in yet, but I believe it works. And that was a funny one for me to, to get a hold of because I know that it works because I witness it working in my life. I've had amazing meditation experiences. I've been doing great work with you, Jess, in terms of developing my intuitive gifts and psychic gifts. And I've seen you know, the evidence of that working in some of the experiments that we've done and continue to do. However, I've spent 33 years not really having that as a real part of my experience, not being something that was real to me. And it hit me that the reason why from time to time, perhaps I need to dig in a little deeper to get leverage over myself to maintain my commitment to my spiritual practices because it's not yet real to me. Those 33 years has not yet been overwritten with a true belief because sometimes people think they believe something but the truth of it is revealed in your environment and your natural tendencies and where your mind goes to. And for me, spending time with it, I realized I'm not really quite sure I believe it fully yet. And that's been something that I've been playing with uh, and that I'm doing the work of doing. And for me, that work has been, if I'm permitted to share, just reflecting with gratitude and celebrating those experiences where the evidence has been apparent so that that cognitive connection to that continues to cement. And therefore, because the mind doesn't lie to itself, the mind will witness, oh, it must be real because we've seen this evidence and that evidence. So 
almost infecting, positively infecting my immediate conscious experience with reminders of the evidence that it is real, rather than trying to knock myself over the head and force myself to believe it's real, just to allow that experience to come into me through osmosis of me surrounding myself with memories and, and reminders through celebration and through gratitude. I love that, Dan. I want to um, just say that I think it's especially being that you're somebody who when Dan and I were out in Seattle together, he would wake up at 345 in the morning and do his meditation and was like religious about it. And um, which is just, I commend you because every morning I'd be like, I'm going to wake up with you and then be like, yeah, no, there's that's definitely not <laughs> happening. Um, but what I want to say is really um, amazing here about what you just shared is I think that we all have our different processes for the way that we look there's a, there's a quote that's like, learn to love the questions as much as you love the answers. Ooh, and I think each and every single one of us has different ways that we go about, I don't want to say proving to ourselves, but maybe creating a belief or deciding what's real for us or what, it, what works for us. And I think anything that we do that we do because somebody else told us we should do it, it's really important to say, okay, here's some information I know that I did that meditation. It's worked. But what does it mean to me? What impact does this have on my life? How do I want to integrate it? It shouldn't, I don't want to say it shouldn't. I would highly recommend not just going, well, I went here. This person told me to do these four things. This is exactly how I'm supposed to do it. And so it works. We know from all the work that you've talked about, if I believe that that's how it's going to work, just like I say with manifesting, if you mm -hmm. tell someone, go jump up and down on a trampoline four times, rub a rubber duck, take an ice bath, and then kiss somebody's grandmom on the forehead. That's how you'll manifest. That will be your process because that is what you believe you have to do. And the bottom line is, I think, you know, I, as you were just talking about this spiritual practice and saying, you know, I'm kind of surrounding myself with the evidence of where it's worked and blah, blah, blah. That, not, that wouldn't, that doesn't, um, appeal to me as much to look for the evidence. That's not how my per, my brain is wired to look. Mine's much more wired to go, how do I feel on the inside? Like what's the, um, you know, how, how do I see myself shift and change internally? You know, I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, so to speak, or I'm feeling uh, like a little bit of, you know, just frustration underneath. For me, it's like, I have to go. I, uh, that's a way for me to to connect in with myself and shift the way I feel. And I, I, it's just what I do and that's what I believe in. So it's really beautiful. I think to be able to listen to what someone's saying and then say, how does this apply to me? Does mm -hmm. it apply to me? Is yeah. this a truth that I, I connect with? Um, and really taking ownership of your own experience in all of the information that we bring through. Mm. I like that, but it has to be personal. And I think yeah. um, I had a, a, we had a, a Day Beyond Intention workshop uh, on Saturday here in New York. Really, really great time that we had there. And, and one thing that came up was we're, we're talking about religion and, and faith. It came up as a sideline, like when we had a little breakout session, it wasn't really part of the content. But just this whole idea that regardless of what your path to a connection to something greater than your physical consciousness is whether it's high self god divine universe whatever some kind of religious it's about you having a personal connection to it and a personal experience with it 
And um, when I was dissecting my purple brick theory, what came forth from that um, there in the moment was that it's always come down to having that personal experience, even if you view it through the lens of a cultural or a community-based experience, you still have to have that personal experience. And when you have that personal experience that's on your terms, terms that you can connect with, that's when you see the change, that's when you have the feeling. So for example, um, someone being raised in a particular faith and then branching off to do something else and the family's upset with them. Me personally, if I had any sort of faith and I had a child uh, and they wanted to branch off from that and do their own thing, so long as it was honoring, you know, standard codes of, of, of expansion and love and um, progressive, you know what I'm talking about, the good stuff, then I would honor that because if it was a, a path that enabled them to have their own connection, their own relationship, it's going to be more deeply rooted and it's going to have the desired effect. Like you said, swallowing someone else's Kool-Aid, for want of a better phrase, you know, someone else's way of doing things is not going to have, generally speaking, the most optimal effect because it's you're, you're, you're anchoring in on someone else's harbour. It's just not, it's not best. It's not optimal. You have to have that connection, I feel. And I don't like to use have to's because talking in absolutes, I think, narrows the whole idea of infinite possibility. But there is something to be said, shall we say, for having that personal relationship to your practice, that personal relationship to your your processes, that personal relationship to the way that you manifest, the personal relationship to the way you love, the personal relationship to the way you communicate. Making it your own, I feel, and I've witnessed in my experience, always tends to lead to to having a more effective, more effective outcome. Beautiful. Em, I saw you do something before, so I didn't know if you had some another question that you wanted to ask or comment on that. No, it's, I, I was just going to say that it's so beautiful, of course, that you're talking about this, because um, my part in this project we've been putting together is um, working with people with heart opening and breath work. And the big thing I say to them all the time is with breath work and, and with anything, like you said, it's 50% technique, 50% passion. So mm -hmm. You can learn the technique and, and how to and apply it, but you have to, with anything you do, if you're a poet and you're writing a poem or, you know, meditation or learning to, learning to listen to your intuition, it 50% it, technique, 50% passion. I think it, it really becomes your own when you can own it. Mm, it becomes your own when you can own it. Love it. That's beautiful. Yeah. And something that became apparent to me, probably... I want to say 2016, I started doing all my intuitive work. And I think there's, for me in this conversation, speaking personally, there's something that has underpinned this whole idea of making it personal. And this was sort of growing up with my own perfectionist tendencies that were like, there's either a right way or there's a wrong way. And I think we see that a lot in just society and culture, this idea of like right versus wrong, this very black and white thinking, very polarized. And so probably in 2016, I started doing intuitive work. Eh, I started doing intuitive readings in 2015. 2016, I met a mentor and this was like one of those defining moments of my life things that happened. I met a mentor. I was going to go through Reiki training with her. And she said to me, I came in, I had been doing readings for like a year at this point. And she was like, you should not be doing Reiki until you take my next class. You can't put your hands on anyone. And then 
after I did her class, she was like sending me these messages about, um, she knew I was doing intuitive readings at the store and she's like, you're not supposed to be doing just very dogmatic. You're not supposed to be doing anything until X, Y, Z thing happens and blah, blah, blah. And for me, I totally stopped. I mean, I stopped. I was like, oh my gosh, this woman's right. There's a right versus wrong. There's a way that I should be doing it. And for me, it was this idea that I didn't have the confidence in myself enough to know that it's okay to take it and make it my own. It's okay to not do it exactly the way somebody else does it. It's okay to um, make my own decisions in the way that I choose to see it or that I choose to practice or whatever it may be. As long as, you know, we go through those nice questions is it doing anyone any harm? You know, is it, is it just all these things? So anyways, what I learned here is, you know, it's easy to say, make it your own. If there's something in your life that you're having trouble making your own or deciding what it looks like for you, um, or feeling anxious about it or whatever, there is that, that I think can, for at least for me, there was that underpinning, like trusting myself, these things like self-trust, self-love, things like that. Um, even asking myself in romantic relationship, how do I desire to be loved? Cause I was always, well, this is right. This is wrong. That's a good relationship. That's a bad relationship. There's this and that. So I think anytime that we're experiencing, as we've talked about this idea of um, emotions and feelings and shifting the way you feel and, and all of that, I think it really comes back to starting with if there's somewhere you're experiencing resistance or discomfort or anxiety or frustration, whatever it is, really coming back to the self and, and turning those questions on ourselves. Like, how am I feeling about me? Do I trust me? Am I loving me? Am I taking care of me? All of that. What do you think about that? Damn. I will answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. And and actually, I think it goes back to what you were saying and, and what you're working on in your own life with boundaries. Um, because I think it's that confidence in yourself, to confident enough in yourself to say, no, I, I'm not going to accept this in my life. I'm not going to accept this relationship, this whatever it may be, and putting those boundaries there. And it ties right back in, like you said, with this and having that confidence to, to take, you know, bits and pieces of what you've learned and make that your own. And, and that's what, you know, I've been saying to the group I've been working with is, you know, I'm going to teach you what has worked for me and my technique, but I want you to take it and work with it and make it your own. And that takes you know, a level of confidence. And it takes knowing who you are. And I think, I mean, I always talk about this whole idea of awareness being necessary for change, but in and of itself, not the not the not the change maker um i think with all of these things that we're discussing i think it's important for people to 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 feel and to taste and feel that the underlying thing on all of this is taking the time out to get to know who you are knowing where you're at and owning and honoring where you are again another thing i talk about a lot because you can own where you are in an empowered way we're not talking about owning where you are so that you can beat yourself up it's owning where you are so that you can move yourself forward um, the example I always, always use is, you know, if I'm in Seattle and I want to get to Florida, me booking flights from Philadelphia is not going to be an effective route. Now I can sit and be positive thinking about, I want to be in Philadelphia, positive thinking. I'm in Philadelphia. 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 I can feel all the feelings about being in Philadelphia. However, right now I'm in Seattle. My plane ticket must be bought from Seattle 
my journey must be planned from Seattle. And then, and only then, can I effectively get from Seattle to Florida. But that doesn't mean me being upset and beating myself up about, oh, I'm in Seattle, woe is me. It's okay, I'm in Seattle right now, but I will get to Florida. I will get there by booking my ticket and lovingly making my way to the airport, checking in, going through security, getting on the plane. And I can celebrate every step of that journey that I make on my way to Seattle. And it can be a fun adventure, even though I may have preferred to have got there from Philadelphia. I'm in Seattle and that's the only effective place to book my transportation from. Absolutely. I think this is a really great time right now for us to take um, a quick break and let people digest what we were just talking about. So we're going to send you off to a quick break. Before we go, though, I want to remind everybody, head over to Method Meets Magic on Facebook. Drop us a message, comment on the on the Facebook page. I was literally thinking to myself today, huh, I wonder if anybody out there is listening because we have <laughs> we have put out there, we keep saying, message us, tell us you're watching, listening, let us hear what you like, let us hear what you don't like. So um, reach out, let us know what, what you're enjoying and how we can best serve you because that's what we're here to do. We're here to serve you and um, bring the topics to you that are going to help you to grow in your life. And, and follow us on Instagram. Method, at Method Meets Magic. Yeah, Jess right. is going to post more stuff, seeing as Jess won't let me have the password. Jess is going to post more stuff. Yeah, I can't figure it out if we're I know being you honest. Can't figure it out. I'm worthy you up. <laughs> Jess forgot the password. It's on her phone. So I can't do, but we share stuff and go ahead and follow M. Uh, is it Love Over Fear? M, is that your Instagram? Yep. Love Over Fear? Yep. Love Over Fear. Jess underscore Bubbico. Yep, B-U-B-B-I-C-O. B-B- and I'm Dreamer CEO. Follow us. We'll follow you. We'll engage. We'll share stuff. We'll make life positive and bring the method and the magic. Time for some music. Please, Mr. Eric, sir. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Method Meets Magic Radio with Jess, Dan, and M. We're so happy to have you here. Again, in case you forgot, you can find us Method Meets Magic on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at Method Meets Magic. I want to just say very quickly, we are about to have an abundance series coming up, which means we are going to be talking about what abundance means in all aspects of our life, not just financial aspects of our lives. What does it mean to be abundant in love? What does it mean to be abundant in joy? What does it mean to be abundant in our relationships, in our careers, just across the map? And we are about to have 
literally I could cry some of the most amazing people coming on this show to bring you information on how to bring more abundance into your life in all areas. Um, we're going to have that lineup. We'll be talking about that in the next few weeks, but I guess actually I'm thinking about it. We, we have, we're going to be talking, I think just you and I on, uh, April 1st about abundance, what abundance means. And then we're going to have some co-hosts on after that. It's going to be awesome. And um, I'll be bringing a bucket for all the rainbows that you'll be vomiting. I will be vomiting rainbows everywhere. (laughs) I always say that you guys know for anybody out there listening, there's that, that I think it's a Snapchat filter where you, you open your mouth and stick out your tongue and like rainbows come out of it. So I always tell Dan, when I book somebody to come on this show that I'm excited about, I'm like, Dan, I'm vomiting rainbows everywhere. I'm so happy. It's not just this, it's anything that you get super excited. And wasn't it one time you had like some confetti or something and you sent me a a WhatsApp video of you just dropping confetti from your mouth. It was a lay. It was a Hawaiian lay. It was a, a rainbow Hawaiian lay. I was at Sue Lundquist house who is uh, on gratitude cafe on Tuesday mornings, I believe at 9am Pacific standard time or go eight check her out. Cause she, yeah, go check her out. But I vomited rainbow, a rainbow lay at her house. So that was, was cool. It was beautiful. Yeah. My life was never the same. <laughs> For those of you who are new to the show and wondering why are these guys talking about rainbows? Jess, <laughs> Jess and I, well, just nice show up and do this every Monday, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we come along and we, we show you how you can take spirituality, all of that metaphysical, lovely, magical stuff, and ground it in a way that actually enables you to start getting practical results. We all know those people that meditate for 20 hours a day and hate their lives. We know those people that work for 20 hours a day and hate their lives. But there's a happy place in the middle. And that's what we bring to you every week with inspirational guests, Groovy shows like this where our beloved friend M comes on and has some questions and topics for us to chat about. And as we said, we're going to be doing that with the Abundance Series starting April 1st, where our rainbow vomiting friend Jess <laughs> has gathered a cohort of fabulous guests. And I've got a few more to throw, by the way, in the mix, Jess. And we're going to be talking about method, meeting, magic, all that wonder, all that power, all that loveliness, meeting some real practical tips, tools, some structures and some frameworks, not because they're the be all and end all, but because when these things meet in the middle, we can have the life that we deserve, the life that we'd like, the life that we desire. Boom. Beautiful. And as you integrate these things into your life and the way that works for you, you are adding, I was thinking, I was at the beach the other day and I was thinking to myself, gosh, I'm looking at the water and I'm like, I am one small drop in the bucket of the ocean of life. And yet all together, when we come in and we serve our purpose and we do what we're here to do, we can make a wave and we can make change. So show up, listen, integrate, pick the things that resonate with you, learn some more things, let go of stuff that doesn't serve you Mm -hmm. and be you because that's what you're here to do. Love it. Absolutely love it. Emmington Picklesworth, doss that have for us another questioneth or topiceth which we might share with our beloved guest decks. I do it. <laughs> but can I just say before that, I just love what you guys are doing here. I think it's amazing. I think so. there's so many teachers out there that will just teach, teach the magic and so many that will just teach the method. So it's amazing bringing, bringing the two together. It's brilliant. Well, well, this is why we're energy parents. Yeah, that, that makes we have sense. a lot of babies running around. We have a lot of babies running around. <laughs> 
Beautiful. Beautiful. babies, energy babies. Energy okay, babies. Okay, on to the questions. <laughs> so I know, Jess, you had um, talked about this a couple episodes ago, and I think this is this is a question I have people ask me a lot. Um, but how do you? How does someone know if it's their intuition or their fear when they're trying to make a decision towards something, and they, they feel that fear, but they don't want it to be, you know, allowing filter fear to rule them, or maybe it's their intuition. So if you could just speak on that a little bit more, both of you guys. Absolutely. Yes. hundred percent. And I also want to add, if anybody has a question that they would like to ask, you can feel free to call in and ask us a question as well. 425-373-5527. Again, that phone number 425-373-5527. Give us a call. Let us know what your questions are. And now I will address your question. <laughs> Okay. So how do I know if it's my intuition or my fear? Great question. Okay. So number one, it takes a good bit of self-awareness because what I've found is that our intuition is speaking to us throughout the day in various different ways. You may be somebody who hears messages in your mind, or you may hear a message that sounds like it's coming from outside of yourself and coming into your ear, or you may hear it in your head. You may see a vision. You may see this vision when you're sleeping in a dream. You may see, um, you know, a vision in your mind's eye that shows up when you're walking through the grocery store and suddenly an image pops in your head. You may be somebody who gets a gut feeling or gut sensation that just, it doesn't, something doesn't feel right. And you just know something is off, right? Those are easy when they kind of hit us out of nowhere and they're abrupt. They're a little bit easier than when, I'm trying to decide which direction to go and I'm, I'm confused. I'm having a hard time. I, I don't know. I'm like my fear. I'm, I have a, my, my gut hurts. Like I'm, I'm having a stomach ache. Is that saying this thing is bad or is it saying that it's good? I, I don't really know. I don't know which way to turn. So I think there's a few key points here that we can really look at when it comes to intuition. Number one, I always tell people if they are in fear mode and they're experiencing their nervous system going totally out of whack, it's really important to get to a point where you can calm your nervous system down and you can, you know, whether it's going outside and going for a walk, calling a friend, going to yoga, um, meditating, whatever it is for you that you can actually calm yourself down before you connect in with yourself is really, really important. Number two, and I'm actually teaching a class called Intuition Basics. It starts tomorrow night. You can head over to jessbubbaco.com slash intuition dash basics. If you want to learn more on this topic, it's a four week long class and it's via video call on Zoom. Um, it's really important to, we can ask our intuition a question like, should I take job A or should I take job B? But I think what's really important if we're looking at it from a broader perspective is looking at the question that you're asking your intuition. So let's say I'm presented with a situation where I don't know if um, I'm at a current job right now and then this other job was offered to me and all this fear starts coming up. Like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. I feel like it came up. This is coming up for a reason. What if I leave my job and something bad happens? And then I thought the grass was green on it. Like all this stuff that starts to come up. What's really important is to 
I believe, ask a different or deeper question, which is what, and this is a Michael Beckwith question, which is like, what is trying to emerge right now from within me? What is being, what is happening on a bigger level when it comes to, um, am I being presented with an opportunity to look at the fact that maybe I've been dissatisfied in my job and what's trying to emerge here is that I'm really ready to start sharing more of my gifts. And so if I can ask my intuition, what's the purpose here? What is it trying to emerge? And the purpose is that there's an opportunity for me to step further into my gifts. And then I receive that answer from my intuition instead of, is it right or is it wrong? Like we're going talking about before. When I ask what's trying to emerge and I recognize that's what it is, I may start seeing opportunities at my current position to actually step further into my gifts or to use my voice or whatever it is that the bigger purpose is here that's coming through. And so I think it's really important to number one, look at calming yourself down, calming your nervous system down, getting to a calm state before you connect in with your intuition. And again, if you're not totally certain how your intuition communicates with you, head over to jessbubbacode.com slash intuition dash basics come and hang out with us for the next four weeks. We're going to be going over how your intuition speaks to you, how to connect with it, how to move through fear. And then number two, to really look at the question that you're asking yourself. What's the purpose? Asking instead of, should I do this direction or that direction? What's the purpose? What's trying to emerge? Um, why is this opportunity here for me? Because that can help to give you even clearer information. Your intuition's going to respond to you and tell you, yes, go with this job or don't go with that job. It'll, it'll try to tell you either way. But when we can ask a deeper question, we can start to show up really differently in our lives as opposed to it being a right versus wrong thing. Did I communicate that clearly? Absolutely. I agree. Okay. Daniel, would you like um, to add to that? Uh, on the, on the intuition stuff, I believe that Jess has got it covered. Um, I would just say that don't be scared of this whole intuition thing. Um, learn to f identify with it almost as a muscle and a tool that you can bring into your decision-making process and your life navigation process. Um, there are, there, it's, an, it's an entire world, this whole metaphysical world of non-physical-based non, uh, sense perception. And when you start to experience it and build that relationship with it and start getting that track record of success in terms of your experience with it, you will be yourself vomiting rainbows because it's a really, really magical place to be in. Um, <laughs> just being able to, to know that you can trust that your gut, I mean, you know, some people call it feeling a vibe or having a gut instinct or just a knowing or a, a feeling or a sense, being able to take that peripheral idea and make it an actual thing that you can call on. Like I, I now, you know, I'm, I'm working on the next evolution of my work beyond, beyond intention, uh, called alchemic life creation. And it's going to be at its core. Intuition is at its core. There's more to it, but at its core is being able to live purely intuitively, like living purely from intuition and seeing your physical experience through the eyes of the watcher, your, your higher consciousness and treating your physical experience pure as a pure avatar that you communicate through, through your intuition and having that connection to the highest version of yourself. And intuition plays a very big part in that because there's just this whole world guys. It's, it, I can't even begin right now 
because I've, I've got too many rainbows coming out of my mouth to say just how powerful and beautiful it is. And, and for those of you who are on the fence about whether Jess is the person to, to, to take you on that journey, I would say give her a try because she's tried and tested for my part. And, um, and yeah, it's something that you should definitely look into. There is so much to that and power that you can bring to your life and your ability to direct, choose and move through this divine matrix when you bring intuition into it. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. You're welcome, dude. Keep doing your magical stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I think something that that really I started to realize, and I wrote about this in my newsletter this morning, was that I was having this moment a couple of years ago where I was realizing that I was using my intuition to help everyone else but myself. And I kept putting these yeah buts on everything. So my intuition was like, sell your stuff and go travel. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have $30,000 in the bank. And then, you know, whatever it was that I believed I needed to, I didn't think 30,000, but you know, what I believed I needed to have. And the thing of it was that I couldn't see the way to make it happen until I just did the thing that my intuition was telling me. So for example, I was in Charlotte trying to figure out how on earth I'm going to go and travel and how I'm going to go sell my stuff and just keep traveling around. And the bottom line is that everything keeps showing up one step after the other. And I can't see the, I can't see the next step before it happens, but I trust, even if it's go to that coffee shop and connect. Or, you know, I did a workshop in Orlando the other week. I had a wedding down here in Orlando and I was going, okay, should I go to this wedding or should I not? And when I connected in with it, it felt like this is a really beautiful opportunity for you to go and create some community somewhere else. And so I listened to my intuition, which was like, go schedule a workshop, like connect with people. And as I searched for places I really looked at what places make me feel expanded inside that I feel like this would be a great place to reach out to without any expectation that I was going to hear back or it had to go a certain way or whatever. And I connected with some amazing people in Orlando. And I think that's the bottom line for me personally, where my truth is at today is that we receive the intuitive hit. We receive the vision, quit your job, Jess. It's time for you to step out into your truth, go and travel. I couldn't figure out how to do any of it until I just stepped into the arena. Just like Oprah probably couldn't figure out how to be Oprah. If, if somebody had shown Oprah a video of herself today, like 30 years ago, she probably would have been like, oh my gosh, how am I going to make that happen? There's no way that's possible. That's huge. Like that's even bigger than the vision that I held for myself. So I think it's really important to understand that these little gentle nudges, um, are really, really powerful. Even I had, I had a client the other day who was like, Jess, I'm in this conversation with you. I'm feeling like I really want to sign up with you. And then she messaged me and was like, I really sat with my intuition and this doesn't feel like the right timing. I'm like, great. That's you doing the work. That's you showing up. Thank you for letting me know. And thank you for trusting your gifts. Like it's important. Mm. I had that a similar thing with someone who, um, who wanted to come to, to one of, one of the retreats and uh, they were toying with either coming up to Mount Shasta with us at the beginning of, of August or, or or taking a trip over to France to join us for the, for the retreat in France and at first the discussion was which one's better suited because I think those of you who have seen Mount Shasta is going to be quite more on the magic side um, uh, 
with some grounded teaching. And then France is kind of more in the middle, more this kind of vibe of really, really flicking it all in. And then, uh, you know, they turned around and were like, do you know what? I've, I've sat with it and I don't really feel like it's the right play for me to, to go to any. And I was like, groovy, if that's what works for you. Because had they shown up, right, and been in that state of not really knowing, then they wouldn't have been best served anyway. And it's actually worked out that they went away and realized that what they really need to do was work with me one-to-one. And now that they're, 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 they're working with me one-on-one instead and are getting results. Would they have gotten results coming to the retreat? Maybe, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, is when checking in with the highest version of the, the highest part of themselves and calling on the, their powers of intuition to have that conversation, then this was the road that was revealed. So the answer is not always what we wanted to be. The answer is not always what we wanted to be. You know, it's not always what we want it to be. I've had that, you know, recently in a, an intimate relationship. We've had that. And it's, it's no on all fronts. And both, both parties are doing work and, and were able to check in and came to the same conclusion that that's not the direction that was being served by, by both. Mm -hmm. And now both can be served because we're, on target but we te- checked in and having that opportunity to have a conversation with a voice that you can trust that gives you input that you can expand from again speaks to the power of intuition and i think this also taps into i'm glad you brought this up dan if let's say for example you still were in that idea of um the old paradigm of thinking like we were talking about in the beginning, that black versus white, right versus wrong, yes, Mm -hmm. no, sort Mm -hmm. of thinking, I did it right or I didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. If that was the paradigm of thinking that you're in, um, it's easy to make up stories about yourself or go into like what I call self-harm, which is just like mental violence against Mm -hmm. yourself. And you and I talked about this last week because I even brought it up. I'm like, when do we know when to really dive in to Mm -hmm. ourselves and go, where did this pattern come from? Or I'm doing that thing again or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, when is that productive versus, okay, acknowledge it. And now I'm going to create a different reality. But mm-hmm. I think the key here is exactly what we're going to start talking about next week, which is abundance. If I'm in a romantic partnership and mm-hmm. with this person and I'm going, you know what, this, while this is great, we both acknowledge that this is not something that's going to perhaps last for a longer period of time. Uh Um, I have to believe that the universe is abundant enough that there is going to be the opportunity for me to have a relationship with someone Uh who is more of a fit for me. Cause it's, you know, it's like trying to squeeze into a pair of size six jeans at the store, being mad that your body is a size eight. And then being like, there's, there's no other pants I have to fit into the size six. Well, no, why don't you go get the ones that really fit you? You know, <laughs> I have to think Levi jeans created, you know, another size that's more suited for me. So we have to believe the universe is going to respond in the same, respond in the same way. And comfortable <laughs> to wear also, right? Yeah. Although I, I'm not going to lie. I've done the size six to size eight thing and been like, why don't these size six jeans fit me? I ate too much ice cream last night. That's just called denial. It ain't just a river in Egypt. So anyways. <laughs> we don't blame you Levi jeans or any other brand who may or may not make size sixes and size eights. This, this radio show not sponsored by Levi jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Levi, if you want to slide us a check that we may 
allow you to have more airtime. Just saying. Just saying. Abundance, <laughs> guys. Abundance. Abundance. <laughs> Absolutely love it. How do we want to wrap this up, Em? How do you want to, how do you want to tell this, how, tell this up until the well, next time we have you? You know, I, I had, you know, something I wanted you to touch on, Dan, but I think that it could take a lot longer than eight minutes, but I'll put it out there and um, see where you want to go with it. And, and, sure. and I say this because this is something that has been coming up in my own life that was made very clear to me a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And that's about um, playing small and kind of fooling ourselves when we say we're, we're taking a step outside of our comfort zone, but really it's just like, we're, we're you know, do you know what I'm talking about when people do that? Like, oh, I'm going to say I'm doing this mm-hmm. because it's out my, outside of my comfort zone, but it's not really, it's not really pushing. So an example, um, when, when Scott and Simon and I are discussing this project and, you know, um, charging for it. And of mm. course me, my insecurities are like, well, no, we can't charge that, you know, and in <laughs> saying it. And of course they're very good on calling me on my yeah. fears and it, but it, it took me a night to ruminate on it and go, you're right. Like I need to find my own self where I need to have my own self-worth and mm-hmm. what I have to offer. And so talk on that briefly, if you can, to people about that playing small, but tricking yourself into thinking you're not playing small. Well, first and foremost, um, when, I don't know if I've told you, have I texted you this yet? Um, season two of Do It With Dan is going to be launching again soon. We've collected some interviews. I need you back, my sidekick. I need my Q&A sidekick back. So we need to talk about that. So maybe this is something we could look at in some depth there. But let me say for the purpose of time, just this, be real, self-love and expand. If you're not growing, you're dying. Be real. I love that you took time out. I love that you sought counsel. So often we, and someone said this to me earlier today, I think it was Rochelle said it today, um, something she heard, she was at a conference this weekend. We can't see the, the label when we're inside the jar. So sometimes you need that outside person to, to give you give you help. And that's why, for example, I have a panel of coaches that I see. Like I'm, I get support, I think four or five days a week, I invest a lot in that. Then I've got, uh, I, I pay careful attention to the caliber of person that I keep in my environment. People like Jess, people like Super Sue, Ray Ray, um, really good people who want the best for me and don't allow me to play small in a loving way, right? So what's your environment? Is your environment supporting you seeking this expansion? So honesty and integrity of self, having an environment that holds you to that higher standard. And remember, if you're not expanding, you're dying. And then love yourself enough to set a standard that you ensure other people hold to. Because I think it's Ian Van Zandt that says, um, you can't set a cheap price on yourself and expect the world to pay more, right? So recognizing the value of you. And I'm not even talking just monetarily. I mean, we're talking about an abundance in, in all levels, the amount of love that you deserve, the amount of time that you deserve for yourself, the amount of space, physical, emotional, and energetic that you deserve for yourself. And then holding yourself with integrity that, to that standard and keeping an environment that, that holds that standard also and allowing people to fall away that don't honor, respect, encourage, and support that standard. And from that space, seek to expand and from that space ensure that those targets that you set for yourself are made from a place of honesty integrity on where you are you're in seattle okay let's make our way to denver 
is on the way to Florida. We can't quite see ourselves getting to Florida yet, but let's get let's get to Denver or let's just get to the airport. Let's just get out of bed, right? Honesty in where you are, integrity in where you are, clarity in where you want to go. That's what having a clear intention is all about and then having an environment that supports it. So that's what I would say for this part as a micro shift into that. Start looking at these bits and pieces, which is a lot. Start integrating that and you will find that the follow through that shows up is getting to where you want to be. It is not having those panic attacks and anxiety attacks when you're setting a pricing isn't falling back and backsliding into inaction. It's movement forward. I love that, Dan. And like so much, thank you for that. I think that's really amazing advice. Uh, when I say advice, guidance for anyone. And yeah, you can't, sometimes you can't, like there's the things that we know we don't know. And then there's the things that we don't know that we don't know. And so I think keeping your panel of people who, um, and I was thinking about this this morning, even in group programs and signing up with a coach and whatever, it's like up leveling into a new vibration. Like Mm -hmm. I choose to work with you, Dan, because you are, you're holding this new standard of what I desire for myself. And it, it holds the space. It creates a new space for me to step into. So I think for me with that M2 is for like self-forgiveness and, and not shaming myself or judging myself and just observing it um, with loving compassion. Like, oh, that's, I'm curious, where's that coming from? Oh. I just want to just um, bring us to, to a couple of points before we wrap up. First and foremost, thank you to everyone who's joined us on this little journey. Thank you to M for once again, shepherding us through these Q and A's. We look forward to having you back on the show to hear about the project with you. So maybe we'll get all of you on. We'll see how that works. We'll, we'll work out a way to make it happen. Um, thanks to Jess for just being the magic to my method. Love you, EBM. Thank you, Mr. Eric, for always being here and keeping the sounds grooving. We love you. And thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for supporting this show and everything that Jess and I seek you to do in terms of empowering you to be the greatest version of yourself, empowering you to dream with your eyes open, empowering you to be in your magic, empowering you to be more and more and more and to give and be and be loved. We want to see these results for you. That's where we get our joy from. Um, we'd love for you to keep supporting us with this show, telling your friends about us. It's crazy that the way the world works is we, we need to say that because some people are loving it and keeping it to themselves. Share it with the world. Jess and, I have, <laughs> Jess and I uh, together have a load of free resources that we'd love to share with you guys. Go ahead and check out jessbubbaco.com. Jessbubbaco.com, yep. Go ahead to dreamwithdan.com. Connect with us. We are not phantom people on the other end of the internet. We are real humans that want to support you and be the greatest version of yourself. Jess has just told you about her her manifesting, no, wait, wait, intuition. Intuition basics class. Intuition basics class. Go ahead and hook that up. Um, I'm doing my next five-day challenge from the 29th of April. Join us. We love you. It's magic. It's method. It's beautiful. Back next week. Boom. 